0: We want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I'm here with Rhonda and we're excited to dive into another amazing topic and an amazing conversation. And we hope to have an awakening moment today in this conversation. So we just invite you along the journey to have one with us. And I want to talk a little bit about faith, but I want to talk about it from a bit of a different perspective. We had an interesting question come up in Heartstrong a couple of weeks ago, and somebody asked the question: why did Jesus say that um, there was a story of a, a little girl who had died? And they had wanted Jesus to come and heal her and raise her from the dead. So, she, so he came. And when he got there, he said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. And everybody just laughed because she had been dead for some time. They were already in the mourning process. Like she was actually physically dead. And he said, no, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. And then, of course, he t- grabbed her hand and she was raised. And they asked, why would Jesus say that she's not dead when she was dead? Like, why would Jesus say something that was not true? And then comments started to come up as we started to think about other stories where Jesus did this same thing, where he either said that someone who was dead was only sleeping, he did this with Lazarus. And then I started to think about at the very beginning in Genesis, when God commanded Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, if you eat of it, you will surely die. So here's this word again, death, dead, die. And the serpent said to Eve, Oh, you won't die. Don't worry. You won't actually die. You will not die. Um, but you will be, you know, you will, you will be wise. And so, um, as I started to think about this, I, I was like, they asked this question and it, and Initially, I was a bit stumped because I was like, okay, I haven't specifically studied this. And I was like, okay, why would Jesus say this? And so I knew instinctually that it had to have something to do with faith, that Jesus could see something that other people couldn't see. But as I made this connection later and really thought about this, I realized, okay, wait a second. There is a reality... There's a spiritual reality that we are all walking, that we cannot see, that we're not, it's not our natural reality. It's not the reality that we can touch, that we can see, that we can experience even with our senses. It's a spiritual reality, a spiritual realm, a spiritual world that's happening around all of our circumstances that is sort of unfolding as we're living out this natural manifestation of reality, of Mm -hmm. what we can see and touch. And Jesus himself was fully, fully present in the spiritual realities. I mean, the spiritual reality of what was taking place even just when he was born, like what was happening. And as it's described in Revelation, Like there was a spiritual reality taking place that was absolutely insane. It wasn't a quiet and silent night. (laughs) The spirit was full out war. (laughs) Insane. Where in the natural, there was, it was peaceful. It was in a, it was humble. There was a star, right? All of these. So again, it made me realize, okay, so Jesus is speaking to the spiritual reality And Jesus is speaking to it as though it's even more true Mm. than the natural reality. So that just got me thinking and I thought, let's talk a little bit about that. What does it mean to live a life of faith? How do we come to terms with the spiritual reality that we are not privy to? Like we, we touch it here and there, but we're not living in it. We're living in the natural reality. But it very much affects our natural reality and it very much must be acknowledged and must be considered mm. as we walk out our every single day. And what does that actually mean for Jesus to be able to look at someone who is naturally dead, but say, no, they're not, they're only sleeping and then walk out a reality that's even greater than the one that we see.
1: Well, this is going to be an amazing conversation because also, Lori, you have a spiritual gift of faith. So I know that this is like really a passion for you to be able to walk in spaces that it doesn't seem natural, like possible in the natural. Right. But you have this ability to be like, no, I I really believe God's going to do this. You have this beautiful gift in your life that God's given you to walk in faith. And I think it's just a, a really neat thing to say that I truly believe this is me saying this, okay. but when we look through scripture, we can see this. I believe confirmed that everything happens first in the spiritual realm, and it manifests secondary in the in the natural. So when you look at anything that God did, it's done in the spirit realm. We are we're we're like a reflection of what's happening there. It's not like the opposite. Now we affect the spiritual. God invites us into those spaces in exchange through prayer through faith, through revelation, through prophetic. God invites us in the beautiful mystery of the unfolding of the plan. But actually, the kingdom and the spiritual kingdom is actually the dominant kingdom, and we're a reflection of what's happening there. So when we see things happen around the world, it doesn't start in the natural and then just move to the spirit. It happens in the spirit and then moves to the natural. So he says we fight against not flesh and blood. We fight against principalities we are seeing the reflection of those principalities reflected in the natural. So it is actually an upside down way of thinking. Then we look at our world, it seems like this is the concrete real and now, Uh, it's actually a reflection of what's happening in the spirit. When you're experiencing things in your own life, It's saying, God, give me the eyes to see in the spirit what's happening or to pray into something I don't see absolutely possible in the natural, but I'm going to start to like pray, almost like shoot those arrows into the spirit and believe in the spirit that is going to change and will manifest itself in the natural. That's why we pray. That's why we believe in what God's doing because we can't see it. But that's what faith is. Things we can't see, but it's actually prayer is not the last thing we do. It's the first, the always and the last, it's everything, it's prayer, because that's where everything begins. And then we walk out in the natural, what God's asking us to do, but we always have to have the eyes to say something is happening in the spiritual realm that is going to manifest itself, but that's where it happens first.
0: And I think all of us can attest to, you know, as we walk out our faith journey, if you have a faith journey, if you're listening, you can attest to this intangible nature mm. like there's there's things that happen as a part of your faith walk that are hard to describe to somebody who does not have one because there's like this this intangible nature to god moving to god speaking to you to god um you know doing uh, allowing a breakthrough to come into your life to like there there's just or even just feeling a part of the body of christ this sense of family this sense of community it's like you can't explain it because it's different than what you've experienced in the natural, but there's something so anchoring to it. There's something so powerful that you're a part of. When you come to church and you sing together, when you like something supernatural, something that's not natural that is very hard to describe is taking place. We experience this honestly. Every single day in Heartstrong. Every day. Like we sit together on a Zoom call. And you would think, like, what's special about that? And who wants to be on Zoom? No one. I don't. I don't want to be on Zoom. Like it's it, but something so special and supernatural takes place as we begin to open the Word of God together, as we begin to allow it to read us. And then as we begin to share what God is speaking and what God is doing, there's something supernatural that's like not natural. It's not just happening in the present because it actually doesn't really make sense as it's described that it should be anything powerful Mm -hmm. or profound or life-changing but it is every single day every single day and i think this is the part of the realities that we're walking out jesus again and again and again said to his disciples Oh, you of little faith, where is your faith? Why don't you believe? How much longer must I be with you before you're going to believe, before you're going to see? And I think this walk of faith, we put our faith in so many natural things Mm -hmm. we put our faith in things that we can see the outcome of that we can put our hand on and we can say okay now I can believe God because I saw this happen because this and this is the outcome of our faith but faith is actually inviting us into a supernatural reality a reality that goes so much farther so much deeper and more true than even the natural because in the natural I can see certain things from a certain perspective in a certain way I can feel certain things from a certain perspective and that is very true for me but that's not the absolute truth Jesus and the scriptures have a higher word to my life that I can connect to, that I can walk in. And that's what a walk of faith is all about. Mm. But it's interesting because I feel like this walk of faith has these two sides to it, these two tensions, I guess, um, if you will, as you're walking it out, that we want to live with an awareness. That what is just taking place in the natural is not the highest authority of what we see and what we believe. That that Jesus Himself and Himself is the living word and the Word of God, there's a higher authority that we anchor our life to. And there's actually a comfort in that mm-hmm. because in 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 the world with Everything shifting and changing with being a part of such an information age when we've got so much information that's coming at us that is actually trying to do the root of that word form us that inform us and then form us. It's, it's like the the playing field keeps changing. The rules mm. of the game keep changing right out from under us. It's like we learn to live a certain way and how to get along in the world and how to speak a certain language. And then all of a sudden the rules change depending on the winds and the waves. Whereas we anchor to something that is unchanging. The word of God has been given to us from the beginning and it is absolutely unchanging and when we anchor to that as the higher truth we actually engage in a spiritual reality that goes beyond just the natural of what I see what I can touch and what I feel even though that's true it's not the highest truth and so in order to be able to walk this out without being like flaky and weird and like in sort of this like untouchable realm of you know the spirit that makes us like just seem so strange. And it's actually not one that we can necessarily confirm, right? Like, we can't actually go, if somebody says, Oh, I sense this in the spirit, we can't go, oh, Okay, like that's absolutely <laughs> true. I, d- yep. I like if you're sensing that, okay, I've got to trust. But we go back to scripture and we make sure that it aligns with what the scriptures say and that's our plumb line and that's our anchor that we anchor back to does it line up with the word of god does it line up with what the scriptures say and if so then we can trust it and we can trust it and that's our higher trust but so often i think personally we can sort of enter this like really weird world where we put faith in a, almost it's almost like a hypocritical, pharisaical way of life where we can like believe by faith that we are something we actually are not. Mm. And it like puts us in this like unreality of life that is not true and not based in scripture. But these, sometimes these are hard to discern how to walk this out, like how do I say, I am somebody living in victory because of the victory of Jesus when I'm actually not someone living in victory Mm. (laughs) like I'm actually letting um unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment and anger rule my life but I'm speaking in the name of Jesus that I'm living in victory but I'm not living a life of obedience to God's word I'm not right submitted to God's word like so these two things are there's a tension there in sort of what we see what we speak and what we live and how we connect to the spiritual reality that is even more reality than what we're seeing laura i just love how you've been talking. i don't what know, it know if that makes any sense it i feel like whole, i'm like no. all over the place with this but it's fantastic again, we're talking about an intangible so it's hard yeah. to quantify and it's hard yeah. to speak to but attention I honestly, you, I love how you're processing this. It's actually really bringing
1: some revelation to my own life. You have a real gift in this area to be able to articulate faith. Can you just walk us through a little bit? What would you say? Um, how would you be able to discern the two? Like, how do I discern when I'm standing and believing and declaring something that I've not yet seen, but yet how do I know that I'm walking in victory when i am not yet seen it? And I, just how you kind of brought that up. How do we discern that? How do we walk that out with some practical steps that we can say we can be somewhere, but not, we can believe something in faith, but not actually see it yet revealed, but believe it. But how do we know if we're actually in a place where we're in a trap a little bit that we're not actually living that out? How, how would you practically say would be those checkpoints? What would that look like?
0: Well, I, I wonder if, part of it has to do with what is the focus of our faith Hmm, so what like what is that outcome space that what are we basing the result of faith on and I think we have to get to the place where we recognize that our faith has to complete like it's like if you're playing if you're if you're if you're betting and you've got all the chips you got to put all the chips on Jesus like we have to place all our faith in the person of jesus and trust his will for our lives Mm -hmm. and so what that looks like as we walk out although yes we have prayers we have desires they're all submitted under the will of Christ, under the person of Christ, trusting that he is who he says he is, trusting that he is at work. And this is sort of our connection with the spiritual realm. When we say that God is at work in ways that you cannot see, it's because we're trusting He he's a great advocate. He's literally interceding for us. There is something that's taking place that we cannot see. But I think often what happens is that we get locked into an outcome of our own desire of our own making of our own understanding that that my blessing or my faith resides on this one thing happening i'm going to be successful i'm going to you know make a million dollars on the internet. I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to whatever that outcome is. And until I see that, until I see that, I really have not arrived at the fullness of what is possible. Whereas what we actually believe is that right now, no matter what you have going on in your physical circumstance and your natural circumstance, you can receive everything that God has done for you, all of the provision, all of the blessing, all of the peace, joy, fruit of the spirit, right in the here and now, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of a difficult circumstance, in the midst of your dreams, not being, you know, not being fully manifest here in the natural. We actually believe we connect to something that's greater than just these natural things. But I think it's not to live in an unreality. Like we can't live in an unreality of our own making. We have to ground it to the word of God. We have to be in community with one another. We have to actually be asking, like, is the words that I'm speaking matching who you see that I am? Mm, These that's kinds a of- questions. good question. Right? Say that again. That's a really good question. Yeah, like are the words that I'm saying and the things I'm describing about myself and my dreams and who I am, do they match who I actually am? who I actually am in the world, do Mm -hmm. they match? Is there a connection between the inner and the outer world? Because we can say a lot of things, but we wanna connect what's going on deep in the soul space with what God is at work doing and that's the greatest connection. That's the, not just what I want, not just what I see, but connecting that soul space to what ha- God has already declared is made available for you. And we can grab hold of that and we can walk it in it. And that's sort of this walk of faith. I love that, Lord. That was so good.
1: And I, I just think it's so encouraging because I I feel like as we've been talking about faith, uh, it is a, an interesting space to be able to declare and beliefs for something super impossible like i love how you even brought up like it's we're not saying here that you don't believe for something big and impossible because i think sometimes we don't we actually don't we don't ask or knock at the door and ask for things like some there's a scripture that you have not to ask not like we there's there's biblical context to that but i'm saying there are pieces with god that he's like ask ask you'll receive strength you'll receive grace but there's also things ask for a job. He knows your intimate lives. He knows what you need. He knows the intimate places that you're longing for bringing up with him. But I think what is beautiful is that our love and devotion and faith doesn't rest on how and what God does for us in those things. He's already done the ultimate, ultimate act. And that took faith to believe that Jesus died and rose again to free us from our sin. It takes faith to believe that, that that is a done work. Like we don't, We're not sitting in front of Jesus. We weren't at the crucifixion. We never saw Jesus rise from the dead. But blessed are we that we've believed, having not seen, that we have believed thousands of years later that we're here believing the truth of the word of God. That takes faith. That's the greatest faith you can have is to believe what Jesus has done for you, the finished work of the cross. There's no greater work of faith. And that is the gateway that we now have the faith to believe that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy in our time of need and that we have a father who wants to give good gifts to his child. But I love how you said the tension is we need to also hold lightly that nothing belongs to us and it's his, his timing, his way. But sometimes we shy away from actually believing for really good things. How many of us have prayed for someone to be healed and they're not healed and we stop praying for healing Or we pray for someone like, I don't know if they're going to be healed, so I'm going to pray a safe prayer. I'm not going to pray something or even say a prayer of faith to believe for something great because we're afraid. We're afraid it's not going to happen. We're afraid that God's not going to do it because he hasn't done it to to this point to believe for it. However, that's not the point. The point is, are we willing to pray the prayers of faith and yet hold on to the sovereignty of God? But just because God hasn't done it, why don't we still pray it? We pray these things because we know God can. However, we also hold that, God, you may choose not to do it that way. And I think that's the tension we always are in the middle of. But I would say personally, sometimes I can shy away from praying really bold things of faith for people because I'm like, I don't wanna set up this expectation for them to be disappointed. That's not my weight to carry. That's not the weight we are to carry to say, God, I'm going to set you up in this prayer that if you don't do this, I'm going to be disappointed. Like I'm going to be, you're going to let me down. That is actually not faith. That's control. That's manipulation. That's not biblical. That's not, we're not God. We have no say. What we do when we say these prayers, it's not a God setup. It's a God lift up high that you're that big. I know nothing's impossible for you to do. So I'm going to please your heart by acknowledging nothing's impossible for you. And when I pray this, we pray this according to your will. We trust you in your will. But I'm going to pray this big, big, big prayer because you can. And I'm also going to say, your will be done. Because at the end of the day, I'm submitted to the way you're going to do it. And I think that's this beautiful space that it's not, I'm going to control God. He's some kind of genie that I name, claim, say, and if God, you don't do this, I'm setting you up and now you've disappointed me. You're not real. That. That's not faith. That's actually a game and that's actually manipulation and that's actually idolatry. You're not God. Like, let's just get off the throne. I just want to say that out loud. That is not actually biblical. It's not doctrinal to come from that position. But the posture is, I'm going to declare life. I'm going to declare healing. I'm going to declare over impossible situations, breakthrough and victory and all freedom because God can. And I'm going to also in this hand say, according to your will, your will be done, your will God, not my will, your will. And I think those are those things that sometimes they get tweaked just so slightly that they are misunderstood. And faith is very misunderstood. So is a prophetic. They kind of go together because it's not like I'm controlling God with these prayers. No, I'm actually honoring God by praying these prayers because I believe God can do it however my heart is completely submitted in devotion that the ultimate act of faith has been done to save me
0: <laughs> like that's where we land it's it's honestly so good and i think that very thing that very theology is this invitation again to this participation in the realm that goes beyond the natural. It's, a part- it's an invitation to say, come with me into the spiritual realm where I am already at work. And as we pray these bold prayers and we believe God for things that, yes, of course, we want to see the natural outcome of these things, but we understand that there's a spiritual reality that's even greater than the Mm -hmm. natural outcome Mm -hmm. that god can and will do and that's the partnership of faith so that's why our faith has to be in the person of jesus in the identity of god who he declares himself to be what is what is possible and not in the natural outflow or outcome because there are things we don't understand and we will not ever get to see that are already at work in the story when we lay hands on somebody and we pray for physical healing for them we're believing for a natural outcome absolutely because this is the realm we're a part of this is what we get to see but what we're actually doing is we're partnering with the holy spirit in the spiritual realm for healing to come that is happening in the spiritual realm we may not see the manifestation on a physical body but we may see incredible and miraculous miraculous healing come to a person that changes their life. I've seen people in a wheelchair or even people who are blind that actually say, stop praying for healing for me because I've actually come to terms and I don't see being in a wheelchair as a limitation. God has so fully awakened inside of me purpose. I don't need to walk in order to fulfill the fullness of, I've literally seen faith. Talk about faith. Like that is amazing. This is like part of this is the full circle Mm. moment of these conversations coming together. It's like, how do we bring the natural realities with, with the spiritual realities? We have to have faith and believe that God is doing something that we cannot see, especially when we don't see a natural outcome. Jesus healed people all the time when he walked the earth and those people did not Receive him as the Christ. They were amazed, they were astonished, but it did not awaken them to him being the savior. Just signs and wonders and miracles and receiving your dreams in the natural is not actually going to build your faith in the way that you think it is. It's the inner work of the spirit of what God's doing on the inside that builds your faith. It's not just the outcome because if you pray for something and you get that thing, if that thing destroys you, uh, what good was it? Mm. God wants to do a work inside of us in the the natural circumstances that we're walking out, and that's the partnership with what's taking place in the spiritual realm. And so I want you to be encouraged by this conversation and not confused. I want you to be encouraged that when you pray, you partner with the spirit. When you pray, you are actually praying, like Rhonda said, God's will be done. But you're praying for those very specific things, not only to happen as a natural outcome of the confirmation of your faith, but you're praying them, God, would you do these things in my spirit? Would you awaken in my spirit to life and to joy and to peace? Peace in the storm is one of the greatest miracles you could ever receive. And other people look in and they go, how on earth are you walking through what you're walking through and you have peace, genuine peace? That's a miracle. That's the work of the spirit that's happening in the supernatural realm over your life. And these are the gifts that God has available for us to grab hold of every single day as we walk out, which is why the spiritual realities are even greater than the natural ones. Mm. That there's an invitation into this space. But it's not this weird world that you get invited into that makes you like not embracing the truth of what you're actually walking. I can hold intention both. You know, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling because I've been praying for someone I love for so long and I'm not seeing. But I can I can hold that intention with the actual faith to believe that God is working in ways Mm -hmm. that I cannot see. And he may be doing a work in them that goes far beyond even the the prayer that i have what i want to see on the outcome he's working out something and i get to partner with him in my prayers so so we don't have to be discouraged we don't have to be discouraged we get to partner with him we don't take it on our shoulders we walk it out with him and it's beautiful but again there is something happening in the spiritual realm that's even greater than the outcome of our prayers
1: Oh Lord, I think that's
0: so beautiful, and as we're just coming
1: to an a close here, I think this—I know this could be unpacked for hours. I feel like faith is so many different elements. We've kind of touched on the supernatural realm, then we've also touched on praying, prayers of faith, healing, all these, all these different areas. Also, having the tension of faith and struggle, like those two yeah. tensions working together. Yeah. Like I'm, I am maybe very anxious. However. I know that God is with me and I'm gonna choose peace. Like those emotion, the emotion can be feeling something, yet you're super, like the it's higher authority to. is what God's word says that you're declaring over that, even though you still feel anxious, you yeah. still feel afraid. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've touched on some amazing things. I think we should come back in a further p- podcast about, because I think this is just an amazing topic to hit. But I just want, I, I love it you said, Lord, to encourage you today like as we were talking about the prayers of faith that some of you are facing some some mountains you're like I don't know how this is going to happen that we can partner with God that he is a mountain mover we can't move it i cannot move anything yep. but he's a mountain mover that you can pray prayers of faith and i wanted to close with this story you know i there's someone at our church that was just it was a beautiful testimony that came years prayed for a spouse years and years never saw the fruition of that spouse coming to full faith in Jesus prayed and prayed and prayed. I think it was over 20 years praying for his spouse faithful in the, like believing God and then passed away. Never. Well, when into heaven <laughs> never saw hmm. the actual prayer of faith for that salvation. And guess what happened? That loved one came to know Christ after. Now did God hear those prayers of faith? Absolutely. But did that person get to see the outcome of that faith? in their natural time on earth? No. But did God hear? Did God answer? And did God do something so supernatural that that partner didn't see at the time? Right. But God was working over those 20 years. All those prayers were not wasted. So I want to say out loud here, God wastes nothing. Every prayer, every tear, every cry, every heartfelt like call out to him is never wasted on God. He sees and he hears. And maybe in your lifetime, you may not see the outcome of what you are believing and praying for, but nothing is wasted on God. And our timeline is not God's timeline. He is a beginning and the end. We have little segments of end. Our life on earth will not be forever, but God is eternal. And so when he sees a plan, he sees it in an eternal fulfillment and so may you be encouraged today to not give up don't give up praying for your children don't give up praying for your spouse don't give up praying for those things that you're believing for and if there's a mountain in front of you yes pray for those things yet hold in submission that God is in charge and is working things for good it's all of these things working
0: together so so good have (laughs) the best day ever (laughs)